this is a Willie Terry, your Roman labor correspondent for the Hustle Mohawk magazine. And today, I have as my guest, Sean Collins on the line, who's a president of the Detroit Area Labor Council. And how you doing, Sean? I'm good, Will. So, Sean, before we, I get actually some of the, uh, you know, the pertinent questions that I want to ask you, I just want to, why don't you tell our audience something about you and what's the Detroit Area Labor Council? Yes, the, uh, the Detroit Area Labor Council is one of the uh, oldest uh, central labor councils in the country. We are, or rather, our, our affiliated local unions represent about uh, thirteen to fifteen thousand, fifteen thousand members uh, across Rensselaer County, um, and are affiliated with the Capital District Area Labor Federation. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been the president now for about a year, and I've been a delegate to the council representing my local union, SEIU, uh, for about uh, ten years now. <laughs> and what's the SEIU again? Yes, the uh, SEIU is the Service Employers International Union. It's uh, uh, got two point three million members across the uh, uh, excuse me across the United States and Canada and Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and uh, our local local two hundred United represents about like fourteen thousand members across upstate New York. And you're one of the main organizers in this area. I am one of our union representatives here in the Capital District in Hudson Valley. Mm -hmm. um, we have a few other uh, representatives and staff here in the Capital District. Um, and we represent on this side of the state, oh gosh, probably, let's say like three to 4,000 members uh, in higher education, in the public sector, and uh, human services. We're like a, a month into, well, almost two months into uh, 2024. But... Cool. Uh, what I want to do is get some of your thoughts on the highs and lows of the labor movement that happened in 2023. What are some of the what were some of the biggest challenges that faced uh, the labor movement in 2023? You know, I mean, I think the the, the challenges are you know, the same challenges that we've faced uh, mm -hmm. for years, decades now, and um, we still are working under you know a, a very antiquated. Uh, a set of labor laws that um, basically allow employers to violate the letter of the law uh, with impunity, um, which acts as a barrier to organizing. It also makes first contract negotiations um, very challenging, and, um, and and it could be very challenging to reach a first contract with your with your employer. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that the, that, that the failure to uh, you know see any labor law reform here in the past few decades has been you know continues to be a, a barrier to organizing. Um, but I mean, that being said, I mean, last year we did see uh, an increase in the number of workers represented by labor unions. It, it doesn't show because labor union density nationwide declined because more more workers entered the workforce, right? But in terms of you know members represented you know workers rather represented by a union we we saw an increase seen an actual increase you know you know not being in the red in a long time so that's super positive um you know i think uh it, it sort of has fallen off the radar uh to an extent but starbucks workers continue to organize mm -hmm. um in huge numbers at stores across the country 
I was just reading some data actually, but there was like nearly like 500, nearly 500 Starbucks stores attempted to organize file for a union election. Somewhere between like 350 and 400 of them actually won their elections, representing like 9,500 you know Starbucks workers across the country. I mean, back back when this organizing drive started, uh, you know, in, in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was zero Starbucks workers uh, represented by a union. Um, and um, uh, now it's like, you know, it's increased by nearly 10,000. I mean, it's, it's massive. Um, but those the barriers to, like I mentioned before, with labor law really, you know, hindered the, the you know, their ability to reach a contract. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Starbucks has, you know, wantonly like broken the law um, with impunity. So that's been really frustrating to, to see. But, you know, at the same point, very exciting. And then I think it goes to that saying that, like, last year, I mean, was probably one of the most significant years of strike action that we've seen uh, in recent memory. I mean, all three, all three of the of the auto manufacturers, you know, Ford, uh, Stellantis uh, and uh, um, General Motors uh, went on strike last year for an extended period of time. Um, SAG-AFTRA went on strike with the Writers Guild for the first time since like the 80s. Uh, film production, TV production um, was shut down in in Hollywood and across the country for months. Huge. Um, we haven't seen anything like that. And, and going into this year, I mean, it seems very possible that Hollywood production could again be interrupted. The Teamsters are, are getting ready to go into negotiations. IATSE, the International Association of Theatrical Stagehand Employees, are also getting ready to start their negotiations with the, the film producers. And we could, you know, we could very likely see, you know, the same issues come to the forefront there. Um, so I, I think the, 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 the strike, uh, strike wave, strike revival um, was significant. I mean, it, it doesn't really match other periods of American labor history, but it is still that we've been like the strike waves of the, uh, you know, the early 1900s and 19, you know, 1930s that brought us the National Labor Relations Act. It's not, it doesn't match that. But I mean, it is very significant, um, uh, and uh, I think it seems like there's you know more of that to come for sure. Just a final point on this is that like what the auto workers have done to pivot from that strike, that historic strike at the big three, is is to use it as the launching pad for organizing at all of the foreign auto manufacturers that you know have plants here and in, in, in mostly in the American South, right? Um, so Hyundai, uh, Subaru. Honda, Nissan, uh, Mercedes-Benz, like going after all of the, all of the companies, all of these foreign auto manufacturers at once, um, and a massive uh, wave of auto worker organizing. That I, I think that you know comparisons and parallels can be drawn to what we saw in the 30s and 40s when the big three were first organized. Uh, probably earlier than that, my my, my time. But like it, that's huge. I mean, that's significant. I think was it Hyundai or Honda? One of them. Uh, or maybe it was Volkswagen. One of them announced that they had crossed the 50% threshold in terms of support. Huge. So I, I think that we, we, we'll see more that that's what's to come. Um, and I think it's built on the bedrock of like an incredible year of organizing and labor action and, and strikes that took place in 2023. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, would you say that 2023 was one of the busiest year in the labor movement? In recent memory, recent I would memory? definitely say that. Mm-hmm. And you, had, you, you went into some of the... Uh, things that I want to ask you about upcoming stuff and, and um, I don't know if you have, may have other ideas but what are your thoughts on what's ahead for the labor movement in 2024 
uh, and maybe in particular the capital region? You know, in terms nationally, I mean, I think it means that like, you know, we, uh, yeah, like I, I think we're in terms of like collective bargaining and, and big contract fights that are coming up, I mean, uh, IOTC and, uh, and, and Teamsters in, in California and across, you know, and across the film industry, that that's going to be huge. Like, I think that that is going to be significant. I mean, that is going to be, you know, building on the gains that were won in the writer's strike and the, and the actor's strike um, and really challenging the fundamentals of like Hollywood um, and how they extract the fruits of their labor from uh, the film, you know, the producers. I mean, it's, that's going to be huge. And, and, uh, and, and potentially them going on strike after being out of work because the rest of the industry was shut down for months. I mean, it is a testament to the stakes, you know, <laughs> of, of the fight that they're in is that they're willing to potentially forego a loss of even more income, potential income to win gains at the bargaining table after a, a very hard year. So that, that's huge, you know, in terms of like, Organizing, uh, you know, like I was talking about, I think the, the auto worker organizing in the South is, is huge. Restlessness of, of Sean Fain and, and the, UA, the new UAW leadership. Um, to, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge undertaking. Um, but the, the, they're, they're, you know, they're cap, you know, cap, you know, what am I trying to say? They're trying to, cap, you know, build on what the huge gains they, they made in their, in their strike last year and in their negotiations last year. Um, it's, it's, it's how it's how worker organizing, you know, that serves as the foundation for the auto workers in the first place was done, um, and that they are, you know, learning from those lessons of history. I think it's huge, and so that's, that's those are things that I'm particularly paying attention to here. But what what, um, what about this year. anything in the in the capital area? The capital district. I mean, I, I think uh, you know, I think you know, uh, the the it's you know, it's a good question. I mean, I, I know that there is. Like here in, in Troy, the, the city of Troy workers um, represented by CSEA, their contract expires um, at the end of this year, is my understanding. Um, there's a new mayor in City Hall um, who made a lot of promises to these workers. Um, and and uh, I, I think uh, what, what remains to be seen is that she's going to deliver uh, on, those, on those promises.